Welcome to the new How to Sports Podcast from North Carolina. That's the Lounge 167 Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. You already know I got my two favorite codes with Mike and Johnny. Let's get it. Welcome back to another edition of the Lounge 167. I am your host, Chris. You already know I got my two brothers in the building with me, Mike and Johnny. How you doing tonight, Mike? Doing good, man. A lot to talk, to, uh, a lot to talk about tonight. <clears throat> yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you we doing? sure do. You ain't even got to say my name. You ain't got to introduce me. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> but let's just get it started now. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hold on, man. Let me get this sponsor off, man. This, uh, this episode is powered by Menace Creations, man. Um. This weekend, it's the Black, it's Black History Month T-shirt on sale, um, 20% off on any uh, Black History Month collection or custom of your choice. And also use uh, promo code LOUNGE167 to get an additional 25% off on any custom, man. Definitely jump on that, man. Sell, sell, flash sale, flash sale. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. Um, Y'all buzz me in when we talk about the Super Bowl, okay? I'm going to set out on everything else. Just skip on hey, to the Super Bowl. You know when we talk about the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> we can't do that, man. If people want to hear what you got to say, <laughs> go ahead. Run the script. Run the script. Oh man, oh man. Um, you know, been a minute since we had some uh, high school, you know, topics to talk about. You know, but football season is uh, about to kick off, and that's really our thing here. You know, mostly high school uh, football. No dis, no disrespect to the basketball season, but you know, we be tuned into that football. Um, let me see. We got about. Uh, I think. The season starts on the what? The twenty sixth, February twenty sixth. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. So, um, I seen that Governor Roy Cooper came out with some restrictions, as far as the attendance. I think it's only going to be like a uh, hundred uh, fans allowed to attend the games, uh, which has made some of the the players' parents mad because they feel like both parents won't be able to attend the games. Um. So let me ask y'all this. Do you think uh, Governor Roy Cooper should allow more fans? And do y'all think it will work? Should he allow more fans? Yeah. And do you think it will work, like, as far as even letting those 100 in? Like, do do you feel like the season will be able to sustain? Well, I feel like he 100 was the lucky number. I don't think he just came up with that number. I think uh, from statistics, it's a reason it's only a hundred and not a hundred and one. You know, um, I think Roy Coop has done a good job on how he handled uh, COVID nineteen, and uh, moving forward, I think you know I could, you know, uh, not so much in trusting him, or, or I could I could follow his leadership because he hasn't steered, you know, North Carolina wrong yet. Just yeah. my opinion. Yeah, but you know they wanted Roy on up out of there, man. They said they need to, they need to state back up. You know what I'm saying? They did. <laughs> Uh, what, what's your thoughts on it, Mike? Um, I'd like to know for all the details, like is that just hundred for the home fans, or because um, if it's they should do it like basketball, just let the home fans come in. I feel like you could spread it out, put fans on both sides of the of the uh, stadium, and also you can use the embankments and tracks. Just tell the people bring their own cheers, and I feel like you can uh, space it out and get more get more people in, more parents in. 
you got to think the big four-way schools, they be having, you know, 60, 60, 70 kids. So right there, plus band and cheerleaders, you know, that's a lot. Right. Try to get everybody in. So I, well, this, I, I wish you might, uh, you know, we went to the game in South Carolina. I can't remember who it was, but Gaff, I know Gaffney played them. Uh, you know, it kind of worked out for them. I mean, they really wasn't, it wasn't strict. You just had to have your mask on. I mean, people weren't really spaced out, but they knew to be spaced out. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't have a section and saying it's six feet, you know what I'm saying? All that. They just, people were just spaced out. So I think, but for them, for them to be able to get in the game, they had to purchase uh, tickets online, right? Yeah, but it's limited. Limited, right? So, okay. So you think they should go that route as far like limited sales, a hundred tickets, uh, spread it out for, it, it, with, with the hundred, like you said, I do need you do need more details because would that that hundred just be for the home team or like all together? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I know they well, all, but I, but I do know they all trying to petition. Well, not trying to. They did start a petition. Well, I was gonna say to sent to Cooper. If he's saying a hundred, I'm I'm pretty sure he's talking about only a hundred people in the stadium. Here. Man, I, I don't think this I don't think this right because like some people parents will be will miss out. It's like what if your child is senior? Like you you want to be on the Chris. What for, for years people don't stood outside that gate and shake behind <laughs> and watch the game. So don't, yeah, don't act like yeah, that's we why can't they put make them this happen. That's why they put don't, them don't, up too. Don't act like we can't make it happen. Yeah, but you ain't watching no game in Cleveland County for free. I'm gonna tell you that now. <laughs> well, that's true. They they shut that down when we was in school. Yeah, real quick, real quick. <clears throat> it could be an option though. It make more be. money. What on the gate? Yeah, take them pads down and get you a gate seat. Pay ten dollars for real per car, or you know, yeah, stay in your car or something. You know, get your lawn chair. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, they could fill a whole damn parking lot up over at the baseball field. Shit, man, they can make some money. What's gonna happen is they're gonna buy one of them big ass TVs to put it out there <laughs> if they want to make some money. Man, but yeah. I ain't on that committee, so I ain't you know I'm gonna keep my secrets around. Right <laughs> I'm gonna set my shit to Central Cabarrus. Uh, uh, the North Carolina High School Association announced Friday that two Randolph County schools, Wheatmore and Providence Grove, will serve as the host. Um, let me see uh, of the playoffs of the eight uh, eight state championship games. Excuse me, state championship games. Um, let me see. I guess they made this decision based off of that, uh, the college venues, you know, not having fans and all that. Um, but let me ask y'all this, check this out. Uh, what would be the limitations on that as far as, uh, the fans? Like, how would that work? Chris, I, I couldn't hear the question. Like, how would, how would, like, you see how uh, Governor Roy Cooper has the, uh, he's only giving out 100, like, 100, only 100 people can attend a game. How would that work in the state uh, championships with those teams and those, uh, the parents and, you know, the, the cheerleaders and all that? Like, how would that work as far as uh, attendance? Because th this is the same problem they had last year when the state champ championship came. Right. Did nobody get to go? Right. Hold on, man. But if they got a plan by now, then somebody ain't doing their damn job. They ain't announced it yet for us who, who, um, how many people will be able to attend. But I just hate the kids that, um, 
do make the state championship one get that chance as parents, you know, playing in Chapel Hill or NC yeah. State or wherever they playing at. And that's real big. It is. Being a high school kid on the college court. It is. And and it's a and it's a different field too. Like your shooting pers- uh, perspective and all that, all that shit change. Being in that big ass arena. Well, yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. Um well, you know, we we back at it with uh, another segment of more than the price for admission. We had the lovely Marasia Pass, and you know, uh, oh yeah, Charlotte Observer Player of the Week. You know, she came yes, through, man. Um, y'all definitely don't want to miss it. We are back with another another segment of more than the price of admission. We got the lovely, what you call it, Johnny? Famous, Marasia Pass. Pass. That's right, Marasia Pass in the in the lounge tonight. How are you doing, Marasia? I'm great. How are you guys? We doing, doing great. Good. Doing pretty Glad good. You, glad you can be here, man. You know it is. Uh, you worse than trying to book Michael Jackson for the Super Bowl. Like it is hard. <laughs> it's hard yeah. getting there, man. Like you know, how, yeah. you know how hard it is to get Michael Jackson to the Super Bowl for halftime. It's oh, it's nearly yeah. impossible. Yeah. Now that is that is really impossible, but for you, you, we can't. Like I had to call the FBI to get in contact with you, man. That's how crazy <laughs> yeah. it was. That tough yeah. hatch. It was that tough, man. Oh, it was man. that tough. But, but but I got her though. Mission accomplished. Yeah, she here. She here. Yeah. Definitely glad to have you on. Uh, let glad me give you a little bit. You. Let me give you a little about Marasia. Marasia passed the point guard for uh, Shelby High. She will be graduating in the class of twenty twenty three. Um, she also plays AAU for a. Uh, Team Curry, which is Steph Curry's team. And if I'm not mistaken, I've seen that you play soccer. Is that true? Yes. You currently play soccer at Chevy High. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is the that is the uh, I, so, I don't think we've ever heard of that. And I think we need to update that uh that um that travel ball situation. Uh, uh Marisha, who's uh travel team you on now? Um Tennessee Select Flight. Mm, okay. Tennessee, Tennessee. Just made it official today. That's, that's great. Good. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, um, I, I know Curry probably missed out on having you. Uh, but that's probably yeah. his loss. But it, yeah. it'll come back. It'll come back. You still got another year. Yes, yeah. yearish. Yeah. In the summer, a yearish in the summer. Yeah. Uh, so Johnny, you wanna you wanna go ahead and get into it with Marasia? Uh, sure. Okay, go ahead. Sure. All right. Um. So, Marisa, my first question to you is: uh, What inspired you to play basketball? What 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 grade and what uh, age did you start first playing uh officially playing basketball? Hmm. Well, when I was born, they say that my grandpa bought basketball to the hospital. So I guess you can say that's when I officially started, <laughs> or whatever they say. They say that's when I started, but. I think I started around, as soon as I could go to the Boys and Girls Club, I started, we played every day. Me and my, we used to play five on five, two on two, anything that we could every day. And then the Boys and Girls Club got a league and we used to play against Union and Boston and all those teams in Washington. I used to love it then. But as far as anything that inspires me, I think I inspire myself. I don't really look up to not in the any individual person. I just want to be a better me like every day. I want to get 1% better every day. That's my inspiration. I want to be able to um, move my family into 
better places, bigger houses, stuff like that. I be I just want to provide for myself, provide for my family, and make a name for myself. Man, I'm telling you, you've uh, you'd be surprised um, that testimony you hear. Um, I know we've been Chris probably heard that testimony uh, more than a thousand times in a lifetime, man. And uh, the difference between making that statement and making that testimony is the work you put in. So I want to ask you, what is your work schedule like when it when it's uh when it pertains to basketball? Can you, imagine us being in the summertime, you're out of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your routine like? Uh, well, I work out seven days a week. I mean, school or no school, so summer not summer. Well, but during the summer, I well this summer I just uh, I went to the gym. I kind of try to stay away from people, honestly. Oh, that's, great. that's what I'm doing. Yeah, because of COVID, you know, I'm trying to keep everybody safe. But still, maybe once at the gym, and I'm going twice at home. One before I go to sleep, and one as soon as I wake up. So three times a day, basically. Wow, wow. Um, as a sophomore, and being ranked among some of the best throughout the state and the nation, how do you deal with some of the press, some of the calls, some of the emails? Some of the invitations to uh, some uh, to some of the uh, most elite AAU organizations in the world. How do you deal with all that adversity and uh, and publicity for for that matter? How do you deal with that? Well, you know, this is something that I love to do, and I think when I, you know, you work as hard as you do, or you kind of this is what's supposed to come with it. So it doesn't really bother me. I just try to enjoy it while I can. Until it becomes really business, like you know, I just gotta go with the flow, you know, take it as it comes, honestly. I don't mean, right. I don't mean to interrupt okay. you, Jackie, but but for her to be a sophomore and for us to do have dead interviews that we've done, I think she she, she, got, she got yeah she got a head on pretty tight. I mean, not saying that the other one that because it's kind of like. I feel like y'all were born in our generation. The way y'all communicating with us, like, feel like <laughs> y'all been here before, if that makes yeah. sense. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to say that. Go ahead, John. All right. So, um, with that being said, um, there is uh, basketball on the DNA. And um, from doing research, I hear you are the granddaughter of Mr. Cal Pass. Tell me what it's like playing. Yeah playing behind the name path and living up to, uh, you know, expectations being that he is considered one of the, uh, one of the best coaches that ever come to Shelby High and possibly Cleveland County. How was, uh, how was playing, um, playing up to that name? How does that affect you and, and how does it help you? Uh, well, it helps me, you know, I always got something to live up to. He was, one of the greatest coaches, and I want to be one of the greatest players. So I like that. that. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. And um, but like him coaching, I get to see like a lot of the old school, a lot of you know oh, how wow. they used to play and how they play is different. So just trying to you know balance that and balance how we play now. It's it's enlightening for one, and I think it's great that I get to see you know two sides of the game. And didn't your uh, grandfather coach Charlotte Smith, if I'm not mistaken, when she was at yeah, Smith? Yeah, she was a he great there, so, you know. And, and I got and I got the opportunity to coach Charlotte Smith nieces at, on that very same team you playing on. So the the aura is definitely 
basketball community and it's, it's a lot of love there um i'm going to let um uh, the host mr scott p drizzle uh ask a few <laughs> questions and uh i'll be back uh this is one of the probably one of the best interviews we've done uh and i want to let you know that you are the first female athlete we've had on the show so kudos no, to you she's, not, no, she's, not, she's the second, second was who was the first ashley was the, the first Current players, current players. Oh yeah, current players. Yeah, yeah, she is. We did an interview on her based off her coaching ability. Yeah. So she is the first, like I said. She Go is. ahead, Scott. Um. So let me ask you this: Coming out of middle school and going into Shelby High as a freshman, there's no JV team at Shelby High when it comes to the girls. Do you feel like? There was a lot of pressure on you coming in right away, like like Johnny said, especially with your grandfather being Calpas. Did you feel like there was a lot of pressure on you coming in? No, honestly, I think when you're doing something you love, it's really no pressure because that's mm-hmm. what you want to do. But yeah, so I played AAU, so it was just like I really didn't skip a beat. It was all the same. Right, right. Um, so you have two other great teammates. Uh, let me get their names right: Katie and Ali Hollifield, right? Mm-hmm. What what is it like playing with those two other good uh, good players beside you? You know, especially with you playing point guard. What is that like? It's very helpful, honestly. You know, because in a, in game like situations, you need other people around you. You know, if I drive, people got to stay with me, and if they don't, they're wide open. So, you know, I like I like playing with them. It's it's very helpful to me. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Let's go back to last year, uh, the playoff game against Newton Conover. Y'all, uh, y'all lost what seventy to sixty eight, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. What did you take from that game as a freshman and carry over to into this season? What did you What did you feel like you improved on, or what What are you getting better at? Uh, for one, I want to become more of like a, a vocal leader, you know, because a team doesn't run without a leader, and I I kind of take that upon myself because. I should have did that last year. And also free throws, win or lose games, honestly. Yes, yes, you know, yes. and I need to, uh, when it comes down to being clutch, I need to be that person. So I just need to put myself in uh, more situations so I can gain experience on becoming clutch and doing what my team needs as a leader and stuff like that. I, I want to I wanna piggyback, Chris, just for one second. Um, Marasia, 24 points. Uh, what is it? Uh, five rebounds, four assists, and four steals. As a freshman, uh, you played damn exceptionally well. All right, you played exceptionally well. And I know you uh, you have higher standards, but that's impressive for a freshman in third third round of playoffs. Would you agree, Scott? Yeah, yeah. As a freshman, most definitely. Very impressive. So uh, I like where you know you've set the bar, and I I like how you are continuing to set the bar. Um. You, you, I've got goosebumps doing this interview, man. Because uh, I, I mean, you're sharp. You know, you're, you're sharp, and you know what you want, and that's yeah, that's, that's what separates that separates from a lot of people. Yeah, All right, go ahead, good. Scott. Um, so you just recently received your first Power Five uh, offer from Arkansas. What what was your emotions like when you got that offer? I'm speechless, honestly, I still am. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know what to think. I honestly did not know what to think. I still don't, and it's been a month, so 
it was really shocking. I don't know why it was shocking, but it was. Oh yeah, more more to come. And congr congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Um, so, if basketball was taken away today, what would be your main focus? My main focus, I would just try to help the youth, honestly, because I think that's so important. You know, looking at the world now, it's so many, so many problems, and I feel like those problems start with the youth and how people are brought up. So I would just, I just want to help the youth, help well, help anybody who really needs it. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Um, so. If when you go to college, what do you look to major in? Have you thought about that yet? I want to major in some form of psychology. Mm. Oh, great! Great, it is great. I tell you what, those uh, research methods papers ain't no joke. But for but real, you'll man. learn that though. You'll learn. For <laughs> real, for real. Um, if HBCU was to offer you, would you consider? Would they, would they get a consideration from a Rachel Pass? That's a good Absolutely. question. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that's a better answer. I love it. Are you aware that your grandfather went to HBCU? Yes, yep. Yeah, we uh, I, I pick on him a lot about uh, uh, me going to the same graduate from the same institution he did. I said, uh, a lot has changed since the 1940s, and we just laugh at all. Let the people know where y'all went, <laughs> went to school together. Well, they didn't go together, but. What, what school y'all was there? LC, Livingstone College. That pop off pass. I shot at his school out. Yeah, blue man. Marija, before we get, let you get up out of here, we're going to, uh, I guess, do a fast round with you, you know, see, see, see what you really like, see what you don't like. All right, you go first, Scott. <laughs> nah, you can, you can go ahead. You can go. I'll let you, I'll let you carry it on. I'll let you do this. I'll let you do it. The whole thing. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, GPA. Uh, 3.9. Favorite TV show? Grey's Anatomy. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. I tell about this, Rachel, but I just finished 15 seasons in two months. Wow, so, I got some catching up to do. <laughs> yeah, you do, girl. You do. Uh, desired cause to play for? Mm, don't really have one. I'm open to all of them now. Funniest mm. moment on the court? Hmm, I have a lot. I have a lot. Have um, you ever? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, um, let's, uh, well, in AAU, in AAU, it was a, a buzzer beater, a buzzer beater. I hit the buzzer beater and all the people came attacking me. I just, that was pretty funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your favorite food? Spaghetti. Spaghetti. That's it is. Uh, favorite NFL team? Uh, the Colts. The Colts. Wow. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the Ravens. No, chill out, man. Chill out. It is not the Ravens. <laughs> if you could meet anybody famous, who would it be? Uh, Barack Obama. Mm. Oh, that's a good choice. That's yeah. a good choice. That is a great choice. Chris, you got any you want to add on? Um, rapper R&B. Oh yeah, that's good. Oh, it depends on the mood. On the vibe, All I right. got you. <laughs> um, favorite movie? Mm. Uh, Princess and the Frog. That's what I grew up watching. Mm. 
Okay. Last one, Android or iPhone? <laughs> I don't know. It, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the preferred. Before we wrap up, Marasia, I got one more question to add to the interview. Uh, if you can okay. give anybody in your city, in your city, any advice um, on over, 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 um, overcoming adversity or, you know, um, just any advice to a person that may not feel that they are worthy or that they can do it or they could be, you know, be somebody in life. What advice would you give that, uh, that, that particular person? For one, you what? know, never, ever give up. That's, you know, one of my main things that I tell myself, no matter how hard it gets or how hard it will be, like, never give up. I know that may sound like cliche, but that's one thing that I try to focus on. And I try to look at myself in the mirror every night and ask myself, did I get better? And did I make anybody else better? So it's just all about me, you know, making people around me better, me getting better. And no matter how hard it ever gets, you not give up. And if That's you awesome. want to work harder, you know, somebody else is, somebody else wants the same thing you want. So oh, yeah. you're not working they are. So just, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta keep going. I, uh, I, I, um, I looked on your Instagram and I seen where it was like a DACO uh, video on your Instagram page. And uh, you mentioned in that, video that um it's not for, for you right now it's not about middle school high school it's about the bigger picture now you had a little baby up there as the, the core <laughs> and i was yeah. really like I, I i really felt that i really felt that so uh to, to to wrap things up what is the bigger picture can you elaborate on the bigger picture my what bigger picture yeah there you go would be to yeah i want to finish school you know i want to get my degree and I want to play overseas and maybe come back to play in the WNBA, but that's the bigger picture as of right now. It's hey, always she, changing, but that's the bigger picture. She know that bag it already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. She do. Man, I want to say I thank you. I really do thank you for coming out tonight. Um, I know you've had a long week, long month, uh, and you're probably getting ready for playoffs soon. So, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I love you, girl. You're going to be Thank what you, you want to be because you put in the work. I love you. Okay. Come back to the lounge. Scott Mar P. Thank Mar you. Marasia, you said you would like to play overseas. Where would you like to play overseas if you could go? Are you mm. open I mean, I've been to the, the Czech Republic and I like it. So yeah. maybe somewhere over there. Okay. Oh. That's what's up. That's what's up. And um, what is the experience like having to play with the mask on? Oh, it's, it's different. That's for sure. It's different Because <laughs> you get some reps, you know, they'll let you get a breather and some won't. So it's, I guess it's all about the, the, the game, honestly, in the gym. It's different. It's harder. Gym, gym play a major factor. Play a major, major yeah. factor. Uh, but like Johnny said, man, we thank you for coming on, man. Definitely, definitely appreciate it. Marasia Pass. Um, I say, can we get a deal for maybe a year or two, we can come back. You can come back to the lounge, you yeah. know. You know? Hey, if you, if you ain't to Hollywood yet, you know what I'm saying? It was already hard to get in touch with you. When the office start coming in, it's going to be real hard. <laughs> Chris, Chris, huh? let me tell you, she's going to get that, that blue check mark on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. We ain't going to hear no more from her, boy. They're going to yeah. cut <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marasia. Uh, have a good night. Thank y'all. You too. Take care.
Let's go ahead and get into the NBA. Um, they they've came out and said that they're going to have the All Star Game. Um, I think it's going to take place in Atlanta at the State Farm Arena where the Hawks play. Kind of crushed my dreams of of them playing at my house, something like Park Atlanta. You know, what I'm saying I was really looking forward to them to be able to do that. Um, people like LeBron, De'Aaron Fox, they spoke out about it and saying they didn't want to play in it. That it didn't make sense to them. Um, they also announced that the dunk contest this year will be at halftime of the All-Star game. How do y'all feel about that? And it's always been a halftime? No, nigga. They didn't have their own whole separate night. Oh, oh, I'm thinking about the All-Star game. Yeah, the All-Star game is – but the dunk contest is going to be halftime of the All-Star game. Yeah, okay, I got it mixed up. That's going to be boring as shit. They got the rush to it and everything. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think they should do that shit. Like, no, nah, man, keep it. Why are you switching up shit? Now y'all don't got the beard now. Shit, go ahead. Right, right. <laughs> y'all don't got the beard. Right. Go with the plan. Yeah, and they're trying to make much, make much money as they can. But really, they're forcing the players to play. Really now they're doing this dunk contest. Huh? Are they really gonna make some money though? Still got the TV contracts and all that. Okay, I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, and Atlanta probably allowing fans now. It's Atlanta, right? You are you are a true analyst because I don't want to never wrote that down, right? Um, <clears throat> but this this my thing. This is what I'm thinking in my head. They're trying to do this shit for people to watch the dunk contest because you know the past couple of years nobody's really been paying attention to the dunk contest because it has gotten boring. But most people don't watch the All-Star game anymore either because they say they don't play no defense, which they don't. So are they really going to be bringing in money? Because those those views, those eyes on that TV count too. I'm it was better you, last year though. Not I last year, but. watching the All-Star game. So you ain't watching the Hatch? I haven't. I mean, I, I, I missed it on accident, but it wasn't something I was like, damn, let me get home and see this shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. What's and yeah, like I don't know. It ain't been like that since a while ago. So shit. I'm one of the consumers you guys are talking about that don't watch the All Star games. So how do y'all feel about the players being upset and really not wanting to play in the All Star game? Don't do it. Shit. That, that's what I said too, Hash. That's what I said. Like, don't do it. If you don't want you don't, to. Do it, don't. Yeah. Shit. You ain't got to really be there. But that, that, that's just another thing. It's like, in your contract. I'm not going to be there really. It's LeBron James. He's the only brother that got his But he ain't even want to be there. That's he the thing. He don't even want to be there. But I bet you going to show deep like that. <laughs> yeah, because like you said, that's what I was saying. The only reason they would show up is because it's probably in their contract. Contract, yeah. Yeah. But I was saying, it was better. The All-Star game was better with the with the TBT rules. They all let the youngest what, go out there and play. What year, what year did they do that? And it was in Charlotte, I think. Hmm. Was it the game where they um went to twenty one? Like far as the the score, and and nah, like, what year was that? That was last year where they did that shit. Mm, I think it was Charlotte and last year. Oh, okay. you no know, TBT, whatever the final score is. I mean, whatever score is, you add whatever to it. Then whoever the first team to get their wins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Got you, got you, yeah. Got you. Um, 
tapped in with the Hornets fans, man. You know, oh, they, oh, 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 yeah, 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 tapped in with the Hornets fans, man. You know, um, they gave us some good topics to talk about because I ain't want us to seem like no LaMelo stands in here, you know what I'm saying? Like it's all about LaMelo and Charlotte, but which it is, but you know what I'm saying? Tapped in with the folks, man, and got some good uh feedback from them. Um, you know, the, the Hornets right now are currently sitting in seventh place in the uh, Eastern Conference. So uh, let me get him. Daryl Berkeley, he asked this question. He said, um, should the Hornets, uh, should the Hornets put make a playoff push or should they tank for a mid a mid round uh mid round lottery pick? So should it should they make that push for the playoffs or should they try to go get another young piece to add to LaMelo? I think I, I think them young boys is having fun and that's not going to be a priority. Even if front office say like, this is what we're going to do, it'd be hard for them just to do that. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. see a lot going on out there in Charlotte. And um, them boys, you know, if they stay together, they they got to, like you said, that, that one piece they're missing, but they got a bright future, I think, in the long run. Yeah. Uh, me personally, since Charlotte hasn't been to the playoffs in a while, Seems like uh, I think they should make that push if given, you know, if they got the opportunity. Um, yeah, that that way you you'll draw in more free agents too, more possible free agents. Um, so I really think they should make that push just to get the experience too, because like I said, they ain't been in a while, so that would be pretty dope for them to, you know, go ahead and make that playoff run. What you think about it, Mike? I think they should make the um, playoff push, but for the fact. We've been in the lottery. I don't know how many years, and we ain't got it right. So, right, why well, keep going to the lottery if you can't get it right? Yeah, definitely. definitely. You got you only got it right once in the last what 10, 15 years with Lamelo and <laughs> and Kimba. Other than that, it's been bust. So, yeah. why keep why keep trying to get these high draft picks? You ain't gonna do nothing with it. Right. No, I don't think I'm fully aware of how the lottery works. Now, how do you get selected for the lottery? It's a uh... They do the uh, like they do the real lottery. They do the ball drawings. Okay, okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Then, then I guess I have been knowing how it works. Yeah, you do. But I think that the uh, I do think like the worse your team is, the more balls you get in the. Uh, in a oh, okay, I, okay. If I'm not mistaken, that now that I didn't know. Yeah. So speaking of the Hornets potentially making the playoffs, uh, Caleb Yates asks, "Do does does playoff experience matter or is it overrated?" Overrated. I mean, you don't seen teams last year in the playoffs, young, hungry, and was balling. So uh, at this point, it don't even matter. Anybody can get it. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one, Hatch. Um, just because simple fact, and you a coach, you should know this. Um, if if you got a team that go into a situation with no experience, it's uh, it's gonna be tougher for you to coach. If that makes uh, sense. Oh, okay. Uh, I I didn't know you was speaking from that perspective. Well, yeah. So if they have no no playoff experience, it's gonna be real hard harder for the coach. Because well, really, in that situation, the, the coach don't even have playoff experience, even even though he was under. Greg Popovich, he don't have the um, type of experience of actually having to coach in the playoffs, and that's what that's what they say the uh, the coaching really shows, as I guess they say in um in the playoffs. So, 
me personally, I think experience, playoff experience, it do matter in some factor because basketball really is playing for uh, the head up. You know what I'm saying? So once you get that experience and the mental and all that, you know, it's, it's a good thing. What about you, Mike? You're right. I'm going to say it's overrated at the NBA level because they all professionals. They all, they all, um, I'm saying made it there for a reason. Um, the intensity, yes, it'd be more intense. It'd be more pressure, but I feel like it's the NBA. Um, it shouldn't be, you know, it's not high school, so. That's true. That's true. So, you, so you basically saying it's free game, everybody. Yeah, everybody kind of, you know, on the same talent level, so it's they eligible. Yeah, I ain't saying everybody on the same level, but of course, the longer you're gonna leave, the better you should you should be along. But I feel like uh, NBA, maybe after two or three games, you should be you should be clicking and adjusted. It shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't affect the game to the point where you're losing and you say, "Oh well, we was inexperienced." Yeah, like the Heat beat, like the Heat beat the uh, OKC that year. I don't feel like I don't feel like the OKC lost because they was inexperienced. I feel like OC lost because they just weren't ready, and the Heat had the better team. Mm, well, you're right because if you look at it like that, then because they didn't have no experience either, they didn't have that much experience to make it to the finals. So if you look like that, yeah, that is true. Um. Derek, Derek Beverly, he asks, what does it take for the Hornets to become a contender? Like, what is that missing piece? What do they need? What do the Hornets De- need to become a contender? Did you say Derek Beverly? Yeah. The point guard? No, man, that's Patrick Beverly, bro. You wilding. Oh. Boy, you better quit taking the meds before the pot, boy. Oh, boy, man. you stupid, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but to answer this question, uh, the Hornets gonna need like they gonna have to gut that whole bench. They gonna have to gut that whole bench. I mean, um, they don't have a true score coming off the bench right now. It's Lamelo, but when he get moved to that starting lineup, um, they gonna need some more. Yeah, they gonna have to get that whole bench. That, that whole bench just need a makeover. Um, they have. They also got to get a true reliable big man to. But uh, other than that, man, um, I think they on their way. They also need to get a new coach because I think his ego is going to kill him. His ego is going to kill that team just because uh, he got so much young talent. He want everybody to play. But at sometimes you got to realize when you got a real good player, you know what I'm saying? So they definitely have to get a coach in there that's going to be able to um, handle all that. What you think, Mike? Um. I say missing a, a big man, of course. But uh, me personally, I I give up Graham and um, what's your boy's name? And now, now you did say personally, so I'm you know I've heard, <laughs> I've heard you made some strong uh, uh, <laughs> some strong feelings towards Mister Graham, right? And you know I feel like he'd be balling. So what is your reason that you want to give him up? Uh, I feel like you have your point and go to the future. Got and you. I keep Ro- I keep Rogier. Right. Okay. And uh Mark Mark has showed the ability he still can play. Who that? 
Monk. Okay, okay. I don't know. You could package and get another guard, a bigger guard. Uh, I give him and Zella up and try to get another big. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like I feel like he's a good he's a good role player, but I don't feel like he should. He's not the long term point guard for Charlotte Hornets. So where could you see him see him playing? Like we making a trade, we get you know we shipping them off. Who we getting in return for somebody like that? Whoever wanted him, whatever big. And then what what is his market value? You got to look at that too, like. What are you looking like across the market? Is anybody really acquiring for this nigga? And if they like, ain't, do we keep them? Do you keep nah, them? Nah, you, you, yeah. you let him walk. I let y'all let him walk. Yeah, shooter, but you know he cheap because he I don't think he was even drafted, so he playing for cheap right now. Well, I think he went in the second round, Mike. If I'm mistaken, he might want to be in one of them via trade picks. Yeah. But, he ain't making no max money. Yeah, he ain't. Yeah, he ain't getting no bag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no bag. Uh, with Miles Bridges and um, Melo developing such a good chemistry, do uh, Mike? Let me ask you this: Do you think that uh, if Borrego inserts Melo into the starting lineup, do you feel like um, Bridges' minutes will increase? You know, just to keep that. That, you know, that get chemistry going between those two? Um, maybe any other coach, but not on Brego. Right. Would increase the minutes, but um, I don't know. It, it all comes down to matchups and all that stuff. So chemistry is great, but player like Melo, he's going to have chemistry with, every, you know, with everybody. I agree. So it can we should, but you know, we talking about the Hornets, right? Facts. Um, Mark Cuban, um, you know, there's been this big thing going on in the uh, NBA about them playing the national anthem, and then he's like, "How can y'all play the national anthem?" And y'all supposed to be supporting, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Mark Cuban has he has not been playing the national uh, anthem at, uh, at the game since the start of the season. And it's just now being reported. Do you have a problem with with this? And do you think that the decision to play the national anthem should be left up to the individual teams? I do not have a problem with it. And here's why. Mark Cuban woke up one day, got on the internet, and he read the lyrics to that. All right. He understands Mark Cuban is woke. And I don't blame him at one one bit if that's what he believes in, that's what he, and that's what he wanna do in his own building. So that's the problem, man. Everybody, everybody wants to run everybody else. Yeah. Huh? Everybody trying to run everybody else's house. <laughs> hey man. But look, we ain't gonna get into that now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that's exactly what's going on. Everybody want to run everybody else's house, man. And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. So, you know, um, it's unfortunate. You know, he's on a scrutiny. And they're probably going to come down with, with some fines yeah. uh, here soon. So um, I read that it wasn't the policy that they're supposed to do that. So uh, we'll see how that pan out. I mean, we're talking about Mark Cuban uh, for many years. 
uh, disrupted Dallas Mavericks games by running on the court with his shirt off, you know, mm. for multiple games. Money was never an issue for him, and it's still not. So I, I, I would just like to see how long this will go with this in particular owner, you know, because he has been known to fight back and fight for what he believes in. What, what's your thoughts on it, Mike? How do you feel about it? Uh, kind of, kind of on the fence. Cause like more just jumping on the wave. Um, I was trying to find because I heard Shannon Shaw say him and Mark Cuban had words about, um, you know, they had a little beef going on or something about. I don't know if it's about the Cal- the Callan Kaepernick milling or something, but you know, Don, I mean, Cuban used to be tight with your boy too. So I don't know if it's he jumping on his way thing and all of a sudden, oh, not, 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 not play the anthem. Plus he's in Texas. So, um, you know, we'll see how, how he does when fans come back in the building, but I do feel like it's coming to a point where you might as well just, um, do away with the anthem altogether, especially if it doesn't really represent America. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Like, and like Johnny said, man, like, Quit trying to control other people's household. Like that's that man's. I mean, if you ain't want to do it, then got to do it. Like y'all ain't paying the bills there, you know what I'm saying? But like right. if you policy, then I'm pretty sure, like like Johnny said, Mark keeping the them fines. Here, here you go, you know what I'm saying? So just to prove a point. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm with it. Like like I said, knowing the meaning behind the national anthem, and if you don't know the meaning behind the national anthem, go Google it, man, and they, they'll tell you. Um, but yeah, man, I like. It, like you said, man, it is what it is. Do away with it, especially if y'all are supposed to be supporting the people that's putting money in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? So, y'all got any hot takes from the NBA before we move on to the NFL? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into it, man. My boy been my boy been rocking back and forth in the seat the whole time, man. You know, you want to talk about the Super Bowl? You know, um, tell you as as we all know, Tampa Bay won, you know, Brady got named. Who MVP. won? Who won? Tampa Bay won. Yeah. <laughs> Brady got named MVP. Um, let me ask you this. Do y'all feel like anybody else deserved MVP besides Tom Brady? Yeah, Grunt. Grunt did. You give it to Grunt? Yeah, I mean, Grunt came out of retirement and just, you know, he didn't make big of a difference, but he made a difference, and that, that says a lot. Who you think, Mike? Who you think should have got MVP? I'm gonna give it to my boy Fournette. I feel like um his running ability made um the Chiefs have to respect the run game, which opened up the pass game. So I'm gonna go with Fournette. Um, I took Brady, but I'ma say after I seen what I seen today, and I did not know this, um, even watching the Super Bowl, but your boy Shaq Barrett, he had um Four, four sacks. I think this uh that's a super, the most of Super Bowl history, man. And uh he played lights out, man. He he kinda uh, had um Pat Mahomes off his rocker, you know what I'm saying? So I think Shaq Barrett, he played he had a big impact in that game. A big impact. That's a, that's major. It is, it is, it is. It's hard to get four anything in the league, boy. Right, especially four sacks. Let alone in the Super Bowl when it really counts. Yeah. So with Pat Mahomes losing in the Super Bowl, do y'all feel like this hurt his legacy? 
No, man, he got nine years. What you mean? Yeah, no, he got nine years. Oh, you forgot about that ten million dollar contract he signed? Ten million. That shit more than that, boy. No, I said ten years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But ten years. Yeah, he did for half a billion. It don't hurt his image, man. He 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 gonna he first of all he gonna get his mind back right. He gonna get his mind back right. Get his concussion shit all the way straight. No, you stupid. Gonna get that toe. <laughs> gonna get that toe worked on. You know, during COVID, he gonna he gonna be all right. They gonna move a few pieces here and there. You know, he gonna be straight. But uh, he wasn't ready Sunday. He wasn't ready something. I don't want to hear nothing about no. That's it was set up. Read none of that. But yeah. but look, you know the common like denominator. Like like that. And you know the common denominator was in that motherfucker too. What? Your boy Matt Rima. same boy, nigga that would get Cam. That ain't my boy. <laughs> that ain't even. Don't say that. Ain't letting them boy get by when um, y'all played Denver. Boy, boy was out there eating. But you see the uh, they started petition to get that man banned from the NFL. Boy, you stupid. But listen, <laughs> he really is dangerous because you you know we made it to the Super Bowl with him playing like that the whole entire season, bro. That's crazy, man. He just That's really crazy. showed out the Super Bowl, but you know, it, it it was the collective issues, man, that that took place. I don't know why the fuck they played that poorly, um, but it wasn't an interesting game. It wasn't fun at all, man. Like shit. Yeah. You know. Um, and ratings was down. Yeah, all time low. I think. But I, I don't think it hurt his legacy. Um, I just think it kind of put the people that was putting him on that pedestal early, it gave him a reality check because it's like that whole week they was putting Pat Mahomes on this pedestal, man. It's like, yeah, y'all, y'all do know this man is going against somebody that's done, done this 10 times. They've been here 10 times. They've been in every kind of playoff situation you can be in. Like, even if, I feel like even if Kansas City had a healthy offensive line, the game wouldn't have changed that much. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody on that sideline has some type of uh, experience as far as the coaching anyway. Uh, so. But that ain't but that ain't the only time you don't ever seen that kind of play like that in a Super Bowl. You yeah. know, like, it, it's it's kind of crazy to me, man, that you, 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 you prepare yourself for something and you just get disappointed. <laughs> disappointed, man. Yeah. Yeah. What what you think about the Pat Mahomes legacy, Mike? You think it's tarnished? Nah, it shouldn't be. But um, you know, I think he got he got humbled in a way because you know once once you're in time, once you're winning, it's hard sometimes to you know evaluate yourself or you know what I'm saying. Put that extra work in, watch that tape because you think you're you're here. So yeah, I think this it just humble him. You know, get him. You know, to key in on some things he could do better. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Who deserves credit for the game? Tom Brady, the defense, or the referees? The defense. Let <laughs> me get to the defense. Yeah, defense, uh, they play lights out. Uh, like I like I, tell you, I said on previous episode when we was talking about it, I said Todd Bowles is not gonna let what happened in the regular season happen to them in the in the Super Bowl. Like he put it, like I said, he was gonna put him in the box, and that's what he did. He took away his two main receivers, put him in the box, and then put that pass rush on him. Like you know what I'm saying? So 
Shout out to Todd Bowles, man. You know what I'm saying? Especially Shout out after, to the whole defense, the whole unit, shit. Yeah, especially after the what whole happened. squad, man. Like I heard it had t- two females on the staff, man. That's that's dope. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl halftime show. You know, it's always a big thing. I don't, I don't see why, but what did y'all give it? What did y'all rate it on a scale of one to ten? Where y'all put it at? A one. <laughs> you give it a one hatch. <laughs> It was, it was really that bad, man. What, what what would you like to see? What would you have liked to see? Would you would like to see another Jackson Titty? Oh. <laughs> what would you have liked to see, my man? I'm just asking you, what would you like to see? I would have liked to see a football game where the Chiefs oh, played. And, and two, I don't even know about how um, your boy got down the weekend. He, he, he. <laughs> yeah, they put yeah. that out of proportion too. You know, it just you know. What what you rate it, Mike? What you give it on a scale of one to ten? I don't know about one to ten, but uh, letter grade, I give it B, B plus. Mm. All right. From a scale of one to ten, for me, I give it a five. It was I. Right. I mean, um, I don't know. Just I don't know, man. I think some of this shit just be overrated to me. You know what I'm saying? Like they hype it up all week, and then it's like, ah, uh, when when you get there, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like getting your hopes up, then some shit don't happen. So I think the shit was just overrated. Um, I don't got my hopes up a lot of times like that, man. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, some people is calling Brady the goat of the goats, but can you compare Brady to? other goats in their respective sports like can you compare him to a LeBron James or Michael Jordan like can you no everybody grind is different everybody's success is also different and I felt like to compare people from different sports is nonsense it's nuts it has no relevance to this man's success you know this is why they call you the greatest of all time in this particular sport, because nobody has ever done it like you. All right. Um, like you said, I agree. Like you shouldn't compare sports. Cause like you said, everybody's grind is different. And I keep hearing this thing. Like, you don't know how hard it is to win the Super Bowl, but like, it, it's a one game thing. Like it's Indy given Sunday, like your weakest opponent can come in there and beat you. You know what I'm saying? So in basketball, you got, you got a seven game series. Baseball, you got a seven-game series. Um, soccer, I think you got through a whole fucking tournament. Like that, people, people's route to championships are very different. They are all different. So, I mean, you you could put them in the goat class, but I want to say he's the goat of all goats. Because be, let's be let's be honest, uh, Tom Brady is not that type of athlete to just take over a game. He has to have components around him. You know what I'm saying? Like he he needed he needed Antonio Brown. He needed a Leonard Fournette. He needed a. Okay, so let that. me ask you this: Would you rather work smart or would you rather work hard? This is why this man is in the yeah, NFL because he works smart. He's smart, he do, he do, and that, that's what he got up on everybody else. He got that's what he got up on. Intelligence, man. His intelligence has kept him playing for fucking forty three years, or however how you want to put it. You know, it's yeah. been a long time that man been doing that, and. That is the difference. You think if John Elway still could do it, he would? Brett Favre with his situation? 
these Man, players will still want to play if they were smart about the damn game. That's the that, this is what make you the greatest. His body ain't take them lickings like them other cats. Right, right, right. What, what you doing, bro? I think I was getting ready to look too much praise there, but uh, ooh, I don't think you can. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you can compare because Brady only plays one side of the ball. That too, and um, you know, his last couple of Super Bowls, you gotta think about it. Great Butler game. had to, Butler had to pick against. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Wilson, they were down, what was it, 9 to 28 or whatever it was. Defense held Atlanta scoreless. Even though they were making stupid play calls, defense still stopped them. Got Brady the ball back. This year, they showed a thing. Brady got pressure like four times to Mahomes 29 or something like that. So, he gets a lot of credit. He does deserve the credit he does because he doesn't turn the ball over in key situations. Um, he'll do a check down in a minute where most guys go for the home run or, you know, force it like like Fall would do. But um, his game management skills are very – what has put him over the top in situation awareness, and he makes the big play at the right time. So that's the only separation I really see. But, you know, he's been very fortunate and very blessed. Uh, you know, how yeah. great defenses he had. Let, let me ask you this. Why do we give – why do we give um... – Alex Smith for a hard time for checking down, but nobody give Tom Brady a, a hard time for checking down. Because like you said, Mike, he'll check that motherfucker down in a minute. And uh, when Alex Smith was doing it in Kansas City, he got bounced up out of there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even though they were making the playoffs, he still got bounced up out of there because he went throwing the ball downfield. He was scared he to make the big play. He, will, he didn't make that big play in the right moment. I guess. But uh, what was you about to say, Hatch, before I cut you off? Shit, I forgot. Go ahead, man. Ooh, but I told you quit taking that medicine. Oh, I was about to say, uh, I was about to say, I, I want to say for the record, and this is for the record in the lounge, that I am not, and I quote, a Tom Brady fan. Never will I will be. Okay? I'm just a reporter. I'm reporting the facts. That is it. Well, we do not report facts on here. <laughs> And that's what they was, and that's what they were saying about your boy too, uh, Bridgewater. Because they said y'all lost what eight games by what, less than a touchdown or something. Yeah. And they were saying, what if, you know, what if y'all had that quarterback who can make that play in the two minute drives, and that's what Brady do, you know. This is why they about to get Teddy up out of there. They said they have the contract. Yeah. Look, speaking of Teddy, uh, how you how y'all feel? How you feel about um, y'all calling up for Sam Darnold? Uh, I think <laughs> Sam could get out, but it don't matter what quarterback we get in there. We don't invest in the damn offensive line. It don't matter, right? It it really don't. Like shit, we can bring in Jameis Winston. We can bring in them Stafford. We can bring in a lot of. We can bring in one thing RG three. Shit, if we ain't gonna <laughs> got them get a line, ain't no use to you. You know, trying to compete. Cause that's what it start. That's what kept Cam Newton. Uh, Jake DeLongs, you know, shit. Rodney Pete. Boy, you stupid. Nah, I don't know. I can't, I can't even, even, boy, you didn't mention your boy Derek Anderson, man. You foul. That's because Derek Anderson got a good passer rating. Honestly, Derek Anderson probably the only quarterback that, that, that got a good rating because when he got in the game, he completed the motherfucking ball a lot more times than he incompleted it. 
You know it. Run the stats. That's your boy, D.A. <laughs> and he, he got the least amount of playing time. Like, talking about minutes. True. That is true. Um, do you feel like it's some kind of kind of beef going on with Teddy and uh, Matt Rule? Like, why why they keep trying to push a man out the door like that? It is. Mm. They keep writing reports, and you know, he's saying little shit, and the owner saying shit, and now the GM saying shit. I, but <laughs> but ain't got a chance, honestly. Y'all offered him too, to um. They said really y'all had the better trade package, but uh, Detroit turned y'all down. Mm. For Stafford, yeah, y'all, get, y'all was getting up to y'all was getting up to eighth and something else and Teddy, but they didn't want it. Why they did that? Touch y'all boys, damn. Stafford probably just didn't want to come. It ain't they touching them. Probably Stafford just didn't want to come. Like he wanted to go somewhere he could t- contend just to be one hundred. Uh, speaking of trade, uh, Carson Wentz Carson Wentz has been rumored to be. Uh, getting traded sometime this week. And the people are saying his potential two landing spots are the Bears and um, the Colts, I think. Yeah, the Bears and the Colts. Um, so what do y'all think about the situation? Because we was thinking that the Eagles got real, rid of Doug Peterson for Carson Wentz. You know what I'm saying? Bringing a new head coach, new, new culture. But do y'all feel like it's something going on with Carson Wentz and the whole franchise? Like, they just completely done with him or they don't want to pay him or they, do y'all feel like they see something that hurts that they want to just move forward with? Like, what, what y'all feel like is going on in Philly right now? I think the guys in the locker room just don't like them. Yeah, and they done, they done looking at this little sad face moping around the damn stadium. <laughs> why Why is it, why is it they play harder for Hurst or why, why did they used to play harder for Foles and not, not him get that same effort when he was out there, so. I was like about that relationship. The relationship's in the locker room or pretty much done. Shattered. He might have a couple friends, but I don't feel like people give him that respect as the QB one. Listen, I'm gonna tell you what, it's some it's some deep shit to go with that too though. It's like, you know, after he got hurt, that, that shit fucked him up, man, to like see somebody else come in and win a Super Bowl. So you know, he probably ain't got over that shit yet. You feel me? And feel like everybody done moved on, which they have, because, you, you know, the show must go on, man. You got to adjust and move on, especially when you're trying to win. So I think he has that still hanging over his head, man. And it's a shame because he really is a good quarterback when he got his mind right. But it's unfortunate, and it's time to move on. Yeah, I, th- I think um, the coach would be a good landing spot for him too, um, just because of the relationship he has with the uh, the coach. Um, I think he was his former officer coordinator when he was in Philly, so I think that'd be a good reunite. I mean, I don't understand why they paid Jacoby Brissett that money if they're gonna keep him on the bench, but get your money, black man. Um, you got anything you want to add to the NFL before we get up out of here and move on? I was just like to say I'm so proud of myself on the um, Super Bowl prediction. Um, I told you to put your money in Vegas. We could you could have ran it up. I know, man. I should have <laughs> listened, but if Brady's in the dance next year, I know who to put my money on. Oh, you might not want to do that one though. <laughs> forty-four. Yeah, depends on who we're going against, bro. So, forty-four, not the door. Oh shit! 
Yeah, yeah, my slogan. Co- 40 out the door. Yeah, my quote I take is uh the Jaguars announced their um coaching staff, but the only problem was um Chris Doyle is the strip of conditioning coach from uh, Iowa that was accused of being uh, racist and abusive and abusive um by several African American players and uh Urban hired him as a lead strip of conditioning oh, coach. Man. And uh, just goes to show Urban Meyer does not care. Um, he would turn a blind eye to any issue long as he's, as he's winning football games. And that Man. has carried over to the uh, NFL. I can't wait till this nigga documentary come out, boy. Because <laughs> right. Urban Meyer done swept a lot of shit up under the rug throughout well, his listen, life. But long listen. As winning football games. Right. I, I, I understand where y'all coming from, but do y'all think that that's the only coach that's just doing something? Oh, that's into some shit, or that hire somebody that they weren't supposed to hire. This just happened. I, I'm I'm saying, this just happened, and we're in this whole social justice movement. You hire this guy, and the lead is 75, 80 percent black. Black, yeah, with this young talent. That's all yeah, right. I, I was going fresh just, out of college. I, I'm just saying. Do you know how long that's been happening, though? That's all I'm saying. Like. Apparently, it's been it's been happening in the history of sports. But we talking about now in the climate, like Mike said, in the social justice movement. Like you got to factor that shit in. I'm, I'm factoring everything. Well, That's why we're having a discussion. Mike Mike's team is a young team. Like it's a lot of young black men on, on that team, and then this shit just happened. Like it ain't just happened. He just it, it, it been a couple months ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just happened. I, I don't think that I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right at all. Of course not. Right. He tried to say he done it 20 years, but you know. Right. I know y'all, but I don't know going inside your house. So, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So exactly. but uh yeah, that was my hot take, man. And uh just goes to show they will they will look out for each other. And yes. uh that's a lot of times why we don't get up to higher positions in the NFL because we're not in those circles. If we had that track record, ain't no way we would have been getting hired on the professional level. Mm-hmm. Um, before me, before we move on, let me ask you all this. I, I don't know DWI. You stupid. Let me ask you all this. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it. Um, Eric Bianami, did he? Uh, how do y'all feel about his performance? Like, do y'all feel like he has some blames for not making no any kind of adjustments in the game? The Chiefs, yeah, the highly sought out the offensive coordinator. Yeah, put on him, man, Andy Reid. Yeah, well, um, Andy Reid, man. Um, to be honest, Mike, I don't think he said was in that game. Um, I think he more concerned about what's about to happen to his son. Let's be real, man. Like, he, um, uh, I think this girl, the little girl, is still fighting for her life in critical condition. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, he hit him while he hit him while he was under the influence. So I think with that happening, I feel like. <clears throat> and them not coming out and making a statement about it. Um, I feel like Andy Reid had a lot on his plate during that Super Bowl. Yeah. He, he went he went locked in at all. That happened before the game. Yeah, yeah, because he went at the game. His son went at the game because his son is on the coaching staff too. So and his uh, son hit somebody. Hit a hit a child. She's a uh, last I heard she was still in um. Uh, Critical Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I heard that. I just didn't know it was before the game. Yeah, yeah. So he probably was dealing with a lot with that shit. 
Of course. The whole team probably was right. shit. But right. yeah. I didn't know I didn't know that's what happened. I thought that shit happened after the game. And I'm not saying that, that, that that's you know, that's the reason why. But damn it, that could possibly be a reason why, you know, like it plays a factor. Of course. Yeah. Uh, let's get into some HBCU news uh, before we get up out of here. Uh, Howard joins the list of schools to c- cancel their basketball season uh, due to the continual struggles of play and you know, struggle due to COVID. Um, it's it's crazy. Um, I just seen earlier earlier today before we recorded that uh, the MEAC canceled their spring um, football season because I think majority of the teams have opted out due to COVID. So um, it's crazy. I, I, I feel for those kids, but but they also get an extra year of eligibility. So, you know, that's, that's good. And um, for the MEAC, that kind of hurt them because I think um, in the fall, uh, uh, not Central, but A&T is moving to the Big South. If, if I'm not mistaken, Mike, right? They'll be in the Big South in the fall, right? Yeah, and then family leaving there. Yeah, family leaving. Yeah, all them. So this would have been like that last – that last hurrah for all those schools in the MEAC. Before you move on, my uh, something I'll talk to you about for a good point. If these kids got an extra year of eligibility, how, how are you bringing in other, like, Recruit- where's the scholarship, yeah, scholarship money yeah, coming yeah. from? I, I, I was wondering the same thing, Mike, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm with Red you. Red these guys? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I'm with you on that, bro. I am with no, you on that. No, they got to damn uh, applying for that COVID money. So they're getting them COVID relief funds, bro. Yeah. But you stupid. <laughs> uh, Jackson State has announced that um, six of their games will be broadcasted on uh, the ESPN Family Network. I think their first game against Grambling State, March the 6th, will be uh, aired on ESPNU, people are assuming, which probably will happen because it's, it's Dion. Um, I think Southern will have three spring games Um on ESPN as well this season. So I thought that was pretty uh, big, you know, especially uh, that's the Dion effect, you know what I'm saying? Uh, being able to bring that exposure to those schools. Um, speaking of uh, the SWAC, uh, Alcorn's coach, uh, well, not Alcorn's coach, but Alabama, Alabama A&M coach came out and uh, he was kind of unpleased because uh, I think Akron has opted out of the uh, SWAC spring season. And they, they kind of been playing this back and forth game, like at one minute they in, the next minute they out. So um, it's kind of been like a back and forth thing. Um, the coach said that if COVID is the reason for for them, for them not playing, then the program should shut down until those concerns are taken care of. Um, he basically went on. I know he, I read an article. Basically went on and said, "Oh, then if they're not going to play, then why are these kids still having meetings? Why are they still out there?" Um, lifting weights and why they still practicing if there's going to be no season. Um, so let me ask y'all this. Where do y'all, do y'all feel like those kids, should they just shut it completely down um, based off of like what he said? Like if y'all opting out of the season because of COVID, just shut the whole operation down or do y'all see like, well, they got a uh, fall season to prepare, prepare for it, So let's keep grinding. Like, how do y'all look at that? Still put them at risk, like he's like like you said. I agree with him. If COVID yeah. is the issue, then you need to totally shut down. Yeah, she's still practicing. Those kids still coming in contact face to face, etc., etc. So, if you're doing all that, you might as well play. 
uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. Just like you said, either way, they're still at risk. Um, and but I just I don't know, man. This seems like um, that COVID been hitting hard for them HBCUs, man. They can't seem to um, control it. I guess because they don't have the funding to know how to control it. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Because um, a couple of seasons have been canceled due to COVID. Well, basketball seasons, anyway. Um, anything else y'all want to add before we get up out of here? No. Um, oh, I want to say a uh, shout out to uh, Zach, Zach Yeager. Um, we had him on the show before. Um, I talked to him today. I talked to him a little bit today. I didn't really talk to him. But I just, um, I seen that he was at North Carolina A&T. Uh, for the people who don't know, Zach is from, um, what is it, Minneapolis, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, from Minneapolis. And he, I don't, I don't think he did a recruiting visit to, uh, and take before he committed, but seeing he was at school, so I hit him up and um uh, asked him how he lo- uh, liked the Carolinas. He said he loved it, man. So um big shout out to Zach, man. I, like I told him, man, just to be safe and uh keep grinding, man. I definitely can't wait to see him in action. Just hate that he ain't gonna be able to play this spring because like right after um I had messaged him, uh the news broke about the Miac not playing this spring. So uh, you know, shout out to him though, man. Keep grinding. Um, like we said before, man. Thank you for the support, man. Uh, tell a friend, tell a friend about the Lounge 167, man. Until next time, we out. Peace.